Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to our third time guest this week, in-house, Zerb, in studio. What's up? It's my fourth time. Fuck. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Two, the third solo, also on it with Jules. Yeah, this one's real intimate, so on your fourth time, it's just you and I getting intimate as fuck. Been waiting for this. Why are your pants still on? My whole life. <laughs> All right, so for Zerb, while his pants are off, intro music, here it is. All right, dude, let's explain the premise of what we're doing for Dawson's Creek, remind the kids. We are going to do four parts on Dawson's Creek. First one, we've already done. Pat and I, we went through. We gave character breakdown. We gave the premise of the show. I felt like we gave a really solid foundation for what this show is. What would you think? Oh, I didn't listen. Cool. No, I did. I'm kidding. (laughs) I was just going to keep powering on. (laughs) I was going to just keep going. Uh, I I needed to listen because I wanted to have some basis before... Heading into my episode of what was going on, felt like I got a good insight on on the core four. Mm-hmm. Uh, understood that dynamic. Yeah, um, if you know the four characters, you're totally good to go because uh, the plot it just keeps twisting and turning. And it, we know how teen dramas work at this point. The mm-hmm. plot's usually very very similar. Mm-hmm. You know the characters. That's what you need to know. But we still don't know where all the cowboys have gone. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great line by Pat. That was great. Yeah, well, I guess... probably just retire on that line. I would like Pat... um, Pat, when you listen to this, why don't you do some fucking research and figure out, um, before we do the next podcast, where all those cowboys did go? Because I'd like to know. Yep. Okay, so we're going to do this second one on Dawson's Creek. Then we're going to do a couple movie breakdowns. Pat's going to come back after that, after Halloween, and we are going to wrap up Dawson's Creek with two more. So, before we get into tonight's episode on Dawson's Creek, which was episode 7, we first need to call a real fan. This is lifelong a fan. Lifelong fan of Dawson's Creek. We don't have many lifelong fans of Dawson's Creek, so lifelong we need to fan of the pod too. Is she I'm just going to assume so. <laughs> I know she likes our shit on Instagram, but unclear if she's listened at this point, but I'm assuming she's going to start to listen now. So we're going to do the first time we're calling someone on the podcast. Let's get her on. Apologies in advance for the audio. Apologies in advance. Complex litigations. This is John. Hello. Oh, hey. Hey. You're live on the radio. It's live on the radio. It's live. Hot mic, hot mic. Hot mics. I don't know if you've ever been on a podcast before, but it's live. 
There's no editing um, I can do. So if you sound like a total <laughs> idiot, it's just gonna have to. It's gonna have to be that way. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it's gonna take a lot of editing to make me not sound like an idiot. But I feel like I have to say, longtime listener, first time caller, right? Oh yes, and you're you're just the first time caller in general. We've never had a caller, <laughs> so you're a longtime listener, first like caller, real first time caller. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, I feel special. Well, I say I'm calling from the Los Angeles studio. Yeah, so we've never had also anyone on from the West Coast, so it's going to be really good to just get hot takes from, you know, the West Coast kids. Perfect. Well, I'm happy to represent for you guys. Okay, so let's give your introduction. This is Michelle, used to be Michelle H. It's now Michelle M. I'm going to play some intro music for you. Okay, Michelle, let's get down to brass tacks. Are you ready to get into some DC, Dawson's Creek? I am. You know, I have some butterflies in my stomach, but I think that's going to help the creativity flow. As my dog barks. Can I give a quick side tangent? Because uh, this always reminds me of whenever I get on a work call, Max just starts barking immediately whenever I start talking, and it sounds so unprofessional, always. <laughs> It's really a miracle you still have a job. I know. Well, you know, sometimes you're lucky because the people on the other end of the phone have dogs too. So, I don't know. You never know. Some yeah. people really bothers them and others. They're like, oh, my son does that all the time. It, it, <laughs> it can be a good icebreaker. That's for sure. For sure. When it gets really dicey, Michelle, is when they hear the uh, person I have in, in the cage in the basement of my house. Like, when they hear them, like, yelling from the basement that, like, let me out, let me out. Like, on a work call, that's, like, what really sounds unprofessional, you know? For sure. I agree. It's like, you know, help. I've been down here for three weeks. Like, no one really likes that. But what are you going to do? Let them out? (laughs) No. Yeah, right. No. Uh, No. Yeah, right. No. I'm going to punt. I'm going to fucking punish them even harder, you know? Go back down there, put that ball gag back in, and then get back to your call. Okay. Right, they need to learn. Yeah, they need to learn. All right, Michelle, Dawson's Creek, while we're here, you ready? I'm ready. I'm so ready. I think I've been waiting for this most of my life. While you've been waiting most of your life, let me just ask a quick question. Is this your favorite teen drama show of all time? Because as a lead into that question, we've done the OC, Friday Night Lights, and I know that you weren't super connected to those shows. Is this like your jam? This is your show? So I would have to say, yes, this is definitely my show. Little known fact about me, I have never seen a single episode of The O.C., One Tree Hill, Friday Night Lights. So a lot of the topics and categories you guys have covered in the past, I've not been able to indulge. So whenever I saw on Instagram that this was the topic, I was all in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lady Boner was on like full blast, right? (laughs) Full blast lady boner. Okay, so knowing that, <laughs> that's why I wanted to get you on because most people that listen to our pod, they've seen the OC, they've seen Friday Night Lights, but they haven't seen Dawson's Creek. So I wanted to get your take mainly on the characters because, like, Zerb and I just watched, and 
we have like burning thoughts on like Dawson and Pacey and Jen and Joey, but I wanted to get like your overarching thoughts. Like where do you stand on all of them? Let's just start off with Dawson because I fucking hate Dawson. So I'm glad that we're starting with Dawson. So I have seen every single episode of Dawson's Creek on an actual DVD. So it's old school. And I was listening to the, your first podcast on Dawson's Creek, and you guys were going on how he annoys you, how everyone kind of has him on this pedestal, but you're not exactly sure why. Do you know who Dawson kind of reminds me of now is Ted Mosby. How I Met Your Mother. Oh, uh, this is Zerb's wheelhouse. Yeah, this is right in my wheelhouse. Does he so, remind you of Ted? Yeah, I definitely know exactly where Michelle's going with this, having seen only one episode. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, well, the other thing is, Dawson has known his entire life that he wants to be a filmmaker. He idolizes Spielberg. And Ted always knew that he wanted to be an architect. And he shows it in everybody's face. So, and he like seemingly always gets the girl, which is kind of interesting. And Dawson's along the same path. Although I feel like Dawson genuinely is a more interesting character, he does have the Ted Mosby, no Mosby complex. So this is going to be real interesting on tonight's pod because that is going to be the only love that Dawson gets because I am just going <laughs> to shit on him for the next 45 minutes. But I'm glad that you provided that alternative take. It's hot. For sure. Well, also, if you, I know we're focusing on the first season and yeah. that you guys are new to the creek. But Dawson does go through his his share of troubles, so it's not like he gets off like you know scotch free this whole time. I so do you probably really enjoy those those seasons. I, I do see the Mosby thing though because he it's already very clear that he is really just sees himself as the most romantic person in the world, which is classic Ted Mosby, and also like you said. He's supposed to be the character that isn't, like, the classic leading man, like, hot, square jaw guy, but just mm-hmm. is all the girls want him anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, somehow he's always getting the girl. Yeah, and I think that does make sense. I, I don't disagree with them, like, making that a point of the plot with Dawson because he is the leading guy. I mean, it is his fucking creek. He owns the creek. <laughs> so, like, I get it. He's going to have, like, he's going to be the ladies' man and all that stuff, but... I'll, I'm looking forward to it. To your point, Michelle, I'm looking forward to if I keep watching just on my own because of the love I have for the teens, if I keep mm-hmm. watching, I will look out for like his character arc starting to shift out of douche as we move like into seasons two and beyond. Cause You're going to be open? I'll be open to it. Yeah. You're open. Doesn't sound like you. As a teen girl watching the show in real time, huge Dawson fan. What? So, I was. Well, you, like you go back and forth between Team Dawson, Team Pacey. It just depends, and I think that was like the ride that the writers wanted you to have. But yeah, there were some serious times where I was definitely te- uh, Team Dawson. But what can I say? What was fifteen-year-old you thinking about Pacey when you saw wow. him? What are your thoughts? Because I'm obsessed with Pacey. I really liked Pacey, but he was always kind of bad you know oh the yeah whole, like, like the, so like, bad with the teacher <laughs> he had like a tumultuous home life he was definitely like kind of like a player 
he hung out with some rough kids. He wasn't, like, I was more of, like, a Joey Potter growing up. I was sheltered. I was scared. I was kind of a dork. Like, you know what I mean? So if someone like Pacey, like, kind of confused me or, like, annoyed me even at times. And then also, whenever I was that young, someone like Dawson that was, like, supposedly wholesome was, I guess, a little bit less scary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I do feel like they've done a good job of, like, showing the different layers of Pacey, though, to where sometimes he does, like, he gets pissed and he has, like, this bad boy exterior, which I love. But then on the flip side, it's like, when you get to that, you peel that onion back a little bit, it's like, whoa, or fucking Pacey, there's layers in there. Yeah, might be jerking off in the bathroom with a broken nose, you never know. Oh my god, yeah. It happens. Um, I will say that he had frosted tips for a few seasons, and I did like that. Mm. Zerb, what are your thoughts Very on stylish. frosted tips? I'm pro. Pro <laughs> frosted tips. He also had a dead serious goatee I saw in the later seasons that made me about as soft in my pants as I can physically be. Oh did you see that? But that was cool back then. He was very stylish. So, I think I wanted to... I, I could make the argument... Pacey Witter started Frosted Tips. Okay, Frosted Tips I agree with. Cool as fuck. I'm in on Frosted Tips. No arguments. No arguments whatsoever. But the goatee is <laughs> tough. And if we're doing the math, he had the goatee in season six. I know this when I was doing my picture research for Instagram inspiration. He had the goatee in season six. That's 2004. When we were sophomores in high school... Were there a lot of dudes rocking goatees? Well, if I'm not mistaken, aren't there only seven episodes or seven seasons of Dawson's Creek? So season six would have been college years. And I would think that it would be helpful for the podcast if we produced a photo of BD with a goatee from college. I'll do that. Because you were getting so many chicks, dude. With that oh, my God. Oh Michelle, my God. good point by you. All the so, chicks I was getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad you I mean, brought like, that ew. up. And you did look like a real bad boy. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> look like one. Was one. No, just look what? like one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last two, last two characters, and then we'll just get your any other general thoughts you had. Just hit Katie Holmes. I'm obsessed with her. What are your thoughts from a girl's perspective? I loved her. She was well. I, I did love both of the girls of the core four, but. Katie Holmes is phenomenal, a.k.a. Joey Potter, Josephine Potter. She Growing was your, up? She was your avatar? She was my avatar, but she was also like a merger between my sister and I. Where like, Joey's very adventurous, and she's not afraid to be herself, but she was also incredibly smart. Like, she's very, very studious, got like straight A's, so she was kind of like a merge between my sister and I. And it is important to note that we did watch all these episodes together. And we would watch, we'd rent the DVDs from the library. Remember how people used to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we'd watch them, like, all night. And then we'd have to get up and go to high school, and we'd be, like, exhausted. My mom would be so furious. So, yeah, definitely Joey Potter. Do you think you're more in that girl-next-door, like, stereotype versus... In the lens of 15-year-old Michelle, whenever I was watching this for the first time, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Back then. I don't think that's necessarily who I am anymore. But back then, for sure. What would you say you are now? I'd be more of a Jen these days, I think. More of a bad boy? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'd be Jen Lindley now, for sure. I 
I don't like Jen. I, I, I don't get it. I know that Michelle Williams has become like a huge actress and she crushes in any movie she's in now. But watching her back on this show, I, I don't get it. I hate everything about her. No offense to her, but she no sucks. <laughs> well, I think that she did have some of the most unfortunate haircuts of the whole squad. Oh my God, I know. So that's not her fault. <laughs> but what about all the drama like with her grandparents and stuff? I just have no connection to that. Like I could give less of a fuck with like all that shit with her grandma and grandpa. Well, that's because of her backstory. So everyone else has is like born and raised in Cape Side. Like virtually all the characters in the entire show except for Jen and she came to Cape Side because she was in New York doing bad stuff with boys, doing bad stuff with drugs, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, in God. but you only f- you find out that later, and then there's even she has got a really deep backstory. And in the first few episodes, she's trying really hard to be like Little Miss Sunshine because she wants to fit in. She doesn't want to be the bad girl in this new town where people don't even know how to you know like hold hands or kiss. And she's been around the block a few times. You know what I mean? She doesn't want to give it all away. Do you so? Do you think that she's in that Dawson camp of she didn't translate much in season one, but as the seasons go along, she really starts to like you connect with her more in the audience. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, she does go through a lot. A lot of the other characters who are from Cape Side, so Pacey, Joey, Dawson, this is like a coming of age tale for them as they like grow up and try to figure out who they are. She's like five years maturity ahead of them whenever this show begins. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's true because even in this episode we just saw, they're all freaking out about being virgins and like not having sex ever and stuff. And like Jen's obviously coming in and she's already fucked like five guys. (laughs) So you're right on that. For sure. So, and that's like kind of some of the struggles that she has with, she's had it, she's had it kind of rough, but she doesn't want you to feel sorry for her. So that's good. I don't. I just hate her. I don't feel sorry for her, so <laughs> I'm with you. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, Michelle, outside of characters, are there any other, as we wrap up, are there any other burning thoughts that you have wanted to share with, like... The whole world. The whole world. Just, like, general thoughts at all? Are you, are you asking her, like, just for her thoughts on life, or is this about Dawson's Creek still? Both. Michelle, give your life thoughts and then get in. No, just like your thoughts. Like you saw the show. You saw it when you were a teen. Does it still resonate with you? Just any thoughts you have that you want the world to know. Wow. That's such a good question. Well, I don't want to give away the ending. Do yeah, you guys don't. Know how it ends? N- no, don't give it away. Okay, cool. So like all good shows that you follow all the way through, you always think about the last thing that happened, which is the ending. And I feel that this show ended really well. I was happy with it. So you'll be satisfied. BD will be satisfied if he follows this one all the way down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think all the episodes are like forty five minutes to an hour, so it'll be a time commitment, but it'll be time well spent. Uh, I got the time. Don't worry about that. I got the time. (laughs) It's all about priorities. I'll prioritize it. No, I love that because. Some like the OC ended so horribly and the OC was so good for the first couple seasons. And then like it just ended with the biggest like flaccid dick feeling ever. Well, got to pretend. <laughs> That's the worst. They killed Marissa. Yeah, and it was. pretend there were only two seasons. Season three was a totally different show and season four just doesn't exist at all. Yeah. So 
I'm glad to hear that it ends really well. I look forward to that. Yes. Whenever last episode you were talking about some of Michelle Williams's successes in life, do you know who the father of her baby is? Keith Ledger. Yeah. So I feel like that didn't make it on the last podcast, did it? No, I. that's a good call out. That's a good fun fact. I had that note too. Not nearly enough time spent on that relationship. And she was with yeah. him. Was she still with him when, like, he died, or had yeah. they already broken yeah, up? No, they were together. Or were in the they were like quasi separated. They were yeah. never fully married. But another rumor is that when the night that Heath Ledger died, we're going on a whole other tangent. He was with Mary Kate Olsen. So what? Crazy. What? Yeah. That night he died. Yep. Or is that substantiated, or is that completely unsubstantiated? She said, she said rumor. So she's yeah. she's not going to get in any legal trouble. She said rumor. For sure. Mary Kate, big fan. Just saying what I heard. She was at that like hotel or she, yeah. the, he was just hooking up with her around the same time like in life. They were friends. They used to hang out. Oh, they definitely had sex. Just knowing Heath like I do. <laughs> well, the reason why I bring this up is because there's a lot of uh, turmoil around, you know, Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise. So like, if that's who she's having babies with, Michelle Williams had babies with Heath, Heath Ledger. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Damn, both those girls like really got with A-listers. You're definitely right on that. What? How pissed are you that Katie Holmes like went so downhill after Dawson's Creek and got with fucking Tom Cruise when he was crazy? You know, that was a tough one for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, especially because like, all the Scientology and all the madness that was associated with that. That was not a good one. But she got out of there pretty quick, even though it was painful. And now she's been with Jamie Foxx for like seven years, but it's really under the radar, which I, I respect. Yeah, you got to. It's got to be under the radar because it was so fucking over the radar with Tom Cruise. All the shit on like the Oprah interview and all that when they were dating. Oh, yeah. never, never thought about it till right now, but I wonder where in the relationship cycle the movie Collateral happened. 2000, that's 2005. It was right when Katie Holmes was doing Batman Begins was, was she, when... Was she married to Tom Cruise then? I think they both... He filmed Collateral and she filmed Dark Knight before they started dating but and I'm, they were released when I'm, they announced But I'm it. asking because Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx were in that movie. Oh, right yeah, that's right. Yeah, true. And they're Eskimo brothers. Eskimo brothers crossing streams. Hey, Michelle, hey. thanks for coming on. This has been dynamite, pure dynamite. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. I'm glad we were able to get the thoughts from the West Coast kids. This was perfect, and I can't wait for when you're back in Cincinnati, your feet are wet, and you just come on in person. Absolutely. All right, bye, guys. All right, Later, bye. Mish. Great stuff. I love getting the thoughts from the West Coast kids, dude. We don't get them enough. Okay, so you ready? We're going to do episode seven tonight. Dawson's Creek, season one, episode seven. Let's just kick it off with a clip. And this clip is going to be a foreshadowing to who gets my MCITW this week. Mm, I've got a feeling I might know who it is. Yeah, so here's a clip um, of Dawson and Joey hanging out in his bedroom to start off episode seven, here it is. Give me the remote. No. Give it to me. You're asking. Come on. Stop. Give it to me. 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 Give it to me.
Stop it. Give it to me. Give it to me. You are such a brat. Uh, you know what? This, this movie really threatens you, doesn't it? Once again, sexual tension is palpable. At least they call it out, though. At, at least, you know, the, the tickle fight stops because they're both like, oh, ooh. Yeah, they get into this tickle fight uh, for the context of the kids who aren't who are just listening to this podcast. They get into a tickle fight with these like longing stares into each other's eyes as she has mounted him for this tickle fight. And it's not a little kid tickle fight. Let's put it that way. Uh, no, it's a fucking adult tickle fight. And you can cut that tension with a fucking spoon, dude. Like, it's outrageous to me. So, okay, first thing, fun fact, before I get into my MCITW, fun fact, do you know that they started every single episode of season one of Dawson's Creek in Dawson's bedroom like that? I didn't know that, uh, mostly because I've never watched an episode before, but I feel like from the general pop culture knowledge I have of it, every scene I've ever seen before tonight was in his bedroom, so not surprised. Yeah. Yep. It's in his bedroom. And for this week on the Vicarious Living Podcast, the M-C-I-T-W-U, it goes to Dawson for this first scene. Fuck you, Dawson. This is brought to you by our fine sponsors from Wicklowware. W-I-C-K-L-O-W. Where? Be free and explore. Get all your auto gear at Wicklowware.com. Type in the promo code VL at checkout. Get 10% off of your order. $30 on the baseball tee. $20 on the tank. Get out his kids for the good shit on Instagram. It goes to Dawson this week. The fact that he didn't try and hook up with Joey in his bedroom at 15 and a half during a tickle fight makes no sense to me. I guess the only excuse he has is at that point, he has a girlfriend. Oh, dude, he's he's got that card. But the fact that it's never happened before, that makes zero sense. Did you have any of these situations at 15 going on with a lady? Not even close. Neither. Same. So let's assume we did. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you have at least like thrown a flyer out there on like a hookup, even if you weren't madly in love with her? You're 15 and a half. You have a girl grinding you, tickling you. Boners are going to be had. I was going to say, first of all, definitely be sitting there with a pillow on my lap the entire time. Yeah. Second of all, would have definitely been too scared to make the move myself. But if she jumped on top of me and started tickling me. That's what I'm saying. Changes everything. I feel like she's made the move. Yeah. Like I would take. Yeah. If she was sitting in the, on the ottoman uh, across from the room. Now I'd have a decision to make if I make a first move here with a friend. Yeah, you're but not like, crossing that room. But, like, if she's full-on, like, grinding me, I feel like, okay, uh, point taken, it's on. Yeah. So it just begs the question, is Dawson gay? <laughs> is Dawson into guys? Like, is there any other way to take this than Dawson's into guys? I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's definitely not proof that he's not into guys. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. It does. It's it's the number one thing. It, same as in uh, One Tree Hill. I was just always confused how Chad Michael Murray and Haley had never hooked up with growing up together, being that age. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm gonna say this one is probably more egregious in general. 
because they're like literally hanging out in bed together all the time. But the One Tree Hill one might be more egregious because it had clearly never crossed either of their minds. Or at least in this one, they're like talking. It's like out there. It's crossing Joey's mind. Yeah. So for context, Joey is, we're finding out, madly in love with Dawson. Right. We're starting to see that. And Dawson's too much of a dense idiot to understand anything in life. Like, I I was going to save this for later, but I just want to say it now while I'm on the MCITW. Dude, Dawson fucking sucks. And is he as oblivious and unaware as a Marissa Cooper? Would you put him on that level? Uh, From the one episode I've seen, definitely. I think he might be as oblivious as Marissa Cooper. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But she is doing everything short of just straight up saying the words. Like, if I say this, everything's going to change, which could literally only mean one thing in the entire world. And he still has no idea what she's talking about. (laughs) It's just funny thinking back because, God, me at 15... Okay, let's end. Let's end the MCITW. Dawson, be free and explore. Fuck you, bitch. Brought to you by Wicklowware. What? As no, we'll stay up, on him. We'll stay yeah, on as him. As we're wrapping up, because this might feed into it. I don't think enough can be said about his hair. I mean, but that's. It's '98. True. I mean, you got to think of like think of like Boy Meets World with Sean Hunter. He had that hair. Yeah, he wore it better. Yeah, he did. But I just on on jvdb it just i i kept thinking because obviously i've been exposed to this show from just general being alive right and the dawson crying gif is the greatest <laughs> gif of all time yeah literally number one i gotta well but, i want to know when that scene is you gotta get at least i gotta far. get to that because yeah. that gif is like infamous yeah so from that alone like I, i'm aware of the haircut and knew it was hilarious but i thought that by the end of one episode it would have kind of i would have gotten used to it but i didn't never did (laughs) it's still just jumping off the screen at all times the the key thing with 98 hair was you had to have the ability to where if like you're getting into a heated argument or discussion with someone that you can always like go to this move right now it's a good acting move good acting trick right now for the kids i'm like um incredulously like Whipping my hair back, like, from the front, top of my head, like, oh. Which is an exasperated move of your hand <sighs> through the hair. Yeah. Very exasperated. So, I do like it in that regard, but, yeah, just, it, I mean, it's the same as Pacey's hair, dude. I look at Pacey's hair now, and, dude, it really harkens me back to my haircut in 98 in the fourth grade. Yeah, but, again, it just looks more natural on Pacey than... Dawson's hair does on Dawson. I like hearing it because look, any jab on Dawson, I'm all I'm all in on. I've got one more for you then. Okay. He legitimately somehow looks simultaneously 15 and 45. <laughs> yeah. Let's say I can't figure it out. He he's clearly like looks like a 30 year old, but well, that's the average, 15 and 45. But he's acting. As if, like, the director was like, look, man, hey, remember, you're 15, so you gotta be, like, kind of talking and acting like a 15-year-old, so... You gotta throw in some, eh. Yeah. Eh. Like, when you're shooting a basketball. Eh. We'll get to that. But, yeah, I, I just... Dawson's age confounds me. It, he's 21 when this was being filmed. If you told me he was 45, I wouldn't bat an eye. Yeah. And, and he's playing 15, and... In some scenes or like some angles, it's like, yeah, 
Sure. Mm-hmm. Totally. Other scenes, 45. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to the reason why this episode exists is to give an homage to the movie Breakfast Club. 100%. That's as clear as day. Um, they did this whole thing where they took this episode seven and they were just like, we are going to fortuitously trap these core four teens in a room together how just so they can work out all their shit. And how are we going to do that? We're going to give them all Saturday detention. Saturday detention. Emphasis on Saturday detention. We're going to say Saturday detention about 35 times. Which I was a little confused on because I'm like, what is what the fuck is that? Don't you usually just get detention on day of? Yeah. Like, hey, you have detention, so you have to instead of leaving at two thirty like all the other teens, you have to stay till four thirty because you've got detention for two hours after school today, for mouthing off, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> for for humping your friend's leg, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they just had to now come in on a Saturday to do this detention. I think it was just completely made up for the show. It was purely to be the homage to Breakfast Club, because that's what yeah. happened in Breakfast Club. Because that's the only possible reason to come up with Saturday detention. So as we give an homage to Breakfast Club, let's play a little of the Breakfast Club music right here to get our minds right. Let's lay out why everyone is in that Saturday detention. I'll start off with Jen while she's there. She got a little mouthy with the teacher. It was about her defense. She got all fired up defending um, euthanasia, that a doctor should be able to do assisted suicide. And it was the first of at least three or four times in the episode she felt the need to bring up that she doesn't believe in God. Or she doesn't know if she believes in God. Yeah, we get it, Jen. Like, just dial it down a notch. She's from New York City. <laughs> yeah, like, just dial it down, Jen. We get it. Okay, why is Dawson there? Dawson's there because uh, he's noticing a little flirt sexual tension between Jen and Pacey that's making him feel real insecure. And he finds out that Pacey told Jen that his nickname when he was younger was Oompa Loompa, which has no real context as far as I'm aware. Um, and it makes him feel real insecure. Then he gets all mad and chucks a basketball at Pacey's face and mm-hmm. breaks his nose. Yep. That's why Dawson's there. Uh, Dawson is acting like a little bitch with that whole scenario, yep. if I'm be completely honest. Like, he needs to just grow up and realize, like, dude, if Pacey's got better game than you, snooze you lose, pussy. How about you just develop your gameplay? Like, Pacey's just like... Or your b-ball shot. Oh, uh, yeah, like, goddamn. Either develop your gameplay or be able to beat Pacey in a game of one-on-one basketball, Dawson. It's not that hard. Fucking bitch, dude. Um, Joey's there because she beats the shit out of some kid. <laughs> some guy. Is it Grant? Is that his name? Yeah, Grant. Grant's, like, talking a lot of shit to her. And, uh, I, let's, I don't even really want... That kid was out of control. The uh, only note I had on that, besides the fact that it led to the detention, was that... It's a, it was another instance in a long line on teen dramas of teen dramas not knowing how to portray, like, immaturity without going so outrageously over the top that it's just, like, 
all right, come on, we get it. They're they're talking about sex, or like someone's brought up sex in class, so now they're all giggling uncontrollably and like raising their hand and making a big deal out of it. I agree with that because to be honest, at fifteen and sixteen, you are so tuned in to everything, like every little nuance or what people someone said or whatever, what it, what look a girl gave, like at the, out of the corner of her eye, you are clocking at a ten out of ten. They could have, they don't treat us, that's what I was thinking, don't treat us like we're the lowest common denominator. Like, we know this. We know that, like, everything is at a 10 when you're 15. So, don't, you don't need to be over the top with the guy giving Joey shit. So, to give some context now that we're into it, Joey's giving a report on, like, uh, like, emperors in China or something having, and she talks about them having concubines. And this Grant guy, instead of just, like, giggling because... They're talking about the emperor having concubines, and so we can all tell that him and his meathead friends think it's funny that there's concubines and they're talking about sex. He has to then raise his hand and ask six straight questions about, oh, so they're having sex? Wait, does that mean that they have to have sex with them? It's like, yeah, no. All right, writers, we got it. Guy, they calm think, down. They, they think the sex part's yeah. funny. I yeah. got it. We got it. Yeah, yeah, we got it, bud. Like... I think if that guy spoke up once to our previous point, yeah. Joey would have clocked that yeah. at 100% because she's all, you know, just not being secure with a lot of things in life. So, like, she would have clocked it. We didn't need the gratuitous 5'6 yeah. jock with the Letterman jacket to just relentlessly be, like, raising his hand and ruining her presentation. The one immature question was enough. We didn't need the next five. Yeah. So, fuck him. Um, Pacey... This one is the most dynamic of all the reasons why they're in detention. Mm-hmm. So Pacey, after him and Dawson had this one-on-one basketball game, Dawson threw the ball at his face, bloody nose. Cheerleaders are helping him out because they feel bad for him. Pacey then, he goes into the bathroom and just starts... Well, you gotta... Okay, The, yeah. the, the cheerleaders are helping him out, yeah. which... Most realistic part of the episode gave him a boner, even though he had a broken nose that was bleeding really bad. That's what I wrote. I, I wrote that down. I, I wrote down realistic. <laughs> I wrote down Pacey getting a boner at 15 just simply because the cheerleaders were helping him out with a bloody nose makes all the sense in the world to me. Totally adds up. Then what Pacey does is hilarious. He goes into the bathroom and just starts feverishly masturbating i think that's how he describes it right <laughs> yeah. well eventually yeah eventually he 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 cops to the reason but uh at first obviously he's a little he's he's a little nervous explaining it to everyone so he doesn't say it right away i think it makes all the sense in the world um so when they get to the detention i thought it was real interesting because the core four is now in this saturday detention and they brought in like a ringer, mm-hmm. like a catalyst ringer. Do you know, like that. They brought this extra chicken. They have the just the four core in detention. Ironically, all got detention the same day. So weird. So weird. And then they brought this extra like one-off chicken who was like a little precocious and rambunctious with like getting into everyone's shit. They needed someone to stir it up. Yeah, they yeah. needed they needed someone to stir that fondue pot, and this girl did. And I'm gonna play a clip of the first scene with this girl 
This is her describing why she got detention. Here it is. You ever been to the boys' locker room? You ever heard of a little drug called ecstasy? Ever heard of an orgy? <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Suffice to say that some people in this school aren't afraid to experience a little erotic pleasure. But I don't kiss and tell. That's all I can say. Ecstasy? Ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah, an orgy. <laughs> Have you ever heard of an orgy? I honestly, it was never covered, but I just, I still, when the episode ended, assumed she was lying. Like, no, it was, she, it was covered and she was lying. Oh, it was? Yeah. I must have missed that. That was a really easy one to, to, uh, call. What'd they say was the real reason she was there? Uh, she got too many, um, tardies. Oh, okay. All right. Then I feel better. I must have been, I've just been taking some serious notes at that point. Okay, good. Cause I, I had that feeling. I was like. Mm, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, she got too many tardies. Not not an orgy on ecstasy in the boys' locker room like she claimed. So I was thinking, is she the Ali Sheedy in Breakfast Club? Ali Sheedy is the uh, she's the uh, kind of rebel chick who like calls a lot of the jock, like the jock and everyone on their shit. I, it's not a one to one. I think that she's probably more. Oh. Molly Ringwald, like no, I was gonna say that guy. Girl. I was gonna say the the shitty kid. No, because I think he calls everyone on their shit. But she seemed like she was supposed to be like an annoying popular girl who pretends to be a big slut but actually isn't. Almost like a little Summer Roberts there at the beginning of the OC. Yeah, but I was trying to think of who mix it up the most in Breakfast Club. Because if you just have Molly, if you have Molly Ringwald. And Emilio Estevez and then like that nerd kid, oh, Anthony Michael Hall, all mm-hmm. sitting there, they wouldn't have spoken. But because that like that guy who it's was the like, guy create, who the drink. he yeah. stirred it yeah. all. So and that like, way, yes, that's who she is. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he's a mix maybe she's a mix. Combo yeah. Molly Ringwald and uh that that guy who stirs up all the shit. Yeah. But dude, a real meta moment, we talked about this when we were watching it, was fucking Pacey. Another oh, they, clip. They got way too meta with it. Yeah, let's discuss this. Let's first play the clip. This is one of the things that uh, Pacey says when he's in that detention. This is so Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club? Yeah, the John Hughes movie where the five kids are stuck in detention all day. Yeah, at first they hate each other and then they become really, really good friends. Oh, yeah, the movie stunk. Whatever happened to those actors? Well, Anthony Michael Hall got some kind of weird thyroid condition. Molly Ringwald lost her gawky ingenue appeal, and the rest are languishing somewhere in TV obscurity. No way! Emilio Estevez, he was in those Duck movies, remember? God, those were classics. So funny. (laughs) I think we're going to be on different sides of the fence here because I personally liked it, for context, right there, Pacey is calling out the fact that he's Charlie Conway. He was in Mighty Ducks with Emilio Estevez, who they're talking about, who is in the Breakfast Club. Yeah. So, but the levels of the the meta ness of the of this part of the episode is that they're doing a Breakfast Club homage, mm-hmm. where they call out that they're doing a Breakfast Club homage, mm-hmm. and then they take it another level. Where one of the characters 
calls out a movie he was in with one of the characters from the breakfast club so it's like you thought it was too much like may you know I, I appreciate that you're calling out the whole breakfast club deten- saturday detention but you did adding, so, adding in the like you said while we were watching the fourth wall break of basically acknowledging that they're actors it's like all right we don't need to also do that. How about we just stick with acknowledging that we're doing a, a, a tribute to the Breakfast Club? Don't break the fourth wall. Like the kids in the kids could be in real life in 1998 being like, "Hey, this is like the Breakfast Club," and that still could be part of it. Yeah, the but, audience will get it. Yeah, they'll get it. So I have two. I have two zags on that point. OC did the same thing with um, Seth made a comment like, yeah, the at Colin one. Colin Hanks thing. No, no, not that they, well, that one true. Yeah, that one too. But the one I'm thinking of where they broke it down was Seth made a line like, oh man, I, I'm, she's going to be throwing up like the little girl in, in uh, The Sixth Sense. Gross. And that little girl in The Sixth Sense. Was Misha Barton. Yeah, was played by Misha Barton. So That was, like, that was a harder catch. Though. Yeah. It was, the, they, yeah. Basi- they basically did like a rim shot. Like the didn't right after the Mighty Ducks joke, right? Because to your point, uh, it was definitely a little extra because after he said it in this show, they then showed Dawson and everyone, and they kept the camera on them for like an extra beat to, for them to do an eye roll at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't do that in the OC. My second zag though would be, I would argue that sometimes breaking down the fourth wall. It does work. So it might not have worked here, but like I think of like reality shows, I really appreciate when the wall's broken down. Like on Jersey Shore or but The Bachelor. The I know point. it's, it's there is different. no fourth wall in a, re- in a reality show. Well, there usually is because like on the hills, for instance, there's a camera crew following the people on the hills around all the time and they're getting really rich and famous, yet they're not acknowledging why they're getting really rich and famous, which is the fact that they are on this reality show. So like, oh, yeah, it's a different fourth wall. I see what you're saying. So when they break it down on like Jersey shore or whatever, where they actually show the producers going to Mike, the situation and him being like, Hey, I got to take my mic off. Like I need, I can't, I need to take my mic off. Like I need to stop recording right now. And they show it him talking to a producer versus one of his roommates, I'm like locked in. All of a sudden it seems actually real instead of quote unquote reality. Yeah. yeah. It's not contrived reality anymore. Yeah. Now it's like real reality. Again, that's why so I, it's a zag say, because let's agree. Let's, let's leave the fourth wall breaking to reality TV. Okay. Yeah. We can settle there. <laughs> La- last question on that. Then what do you think about Deadpool? Because that's a lot of fake breaking down fourth walls. So the difference there is that it's a like a storytelling tactic. Like it's it's like how they narrate it. Okay. So it's actually kind of the premise is of the whole thing is that it's him telling the story. That's how I look at that one. Yeah. I think that's fair. Like it works the same thing, like the narrator thing, um in go back to how I met your mother again, like the beginning of every episode's just outrageously Bob Saget as grown up Ted like old Ted Mosby. Talking to his kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it does or work there. Or Zach Braff kind of narrating his dream sequence kind of stuff in Scrubs. So I guess it's just, it's got to work. Yeah. The, the way you do it, no matter if it's teen drama it's or reality, it's got to... It's got to be consistent. It's got to work. And f- when we were watching this, you just felt like it didn't really work. It Which was, it was, I'm fine with. It was unnecessary. 
Okay, let's uh, let's move on. It's time to get into a little truth or dare. Mm. I want to get into truth or dare, high school truth or dare games, and oh, I thought you wanted to play. No, well, we can, but it's gonna be less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to get into truth or dare games, and I'm gonna eventually let I'm gonna get, eventually get into a hypothetical role play between the two of us with a song playing in the background. But to lead up to that, let's first discuss a little truth or dare that goes down while they're in detention. Classic. This is classic. Absolutely classic. All the questions in high school in that game obviously lead to sex or like uh, making out or something with the people that are in the room and it's sexual. And that's how this truth or dare game kicks off is the fortuitous crazy chick who's just there with the core four she makes pacey kiss jen who's dating dawson which somehow gets agreed to even out of the four people there besides the girl who's just stirring it up three of them are the two people in the relationship and the best friend of the guy in the relationship yet somehow still that still still goes down never underestimate the power when you're in high school of a you're not a pussy are you or like you're not a prude are you so much shit happens just on the pre like if that happened sure murders have happened because (laughs) because of somebody getting called a freezer yeah like now you just be like i don't give a fuck if you so we'll get to that i'm gonna get to that with my hypothetical role play of playing that now at 31 but as we lead into that Let's start playing a song. She's got to carry the weight of the truth. Could you take it easy on me? Could you take it easy on me? Would you like to see me crawling? This song starts playing, and then Joey, who's madly in love with Dawson, is dared to kiss Dawson. Actually, way better than that. It is dead silent no background noise until the second they have to start kissing okay now the music starts playing and oh my god so let's keep this music playing so what happens so real quick what happens then is joey and dawson just have the most sexual tension filled like building makeout of all time. It's up there. Oh my God, could you feel it? And so now I want to get into that hypothetical role play where let's keep this music playing and do a hypothetical role play of a truth or dare game breaks out now at 31. All right. At like a party we're at. Okay. I can um, pretend. I can pretend I've been at a party. Okay, do you want to be the catalyst, or do you want to be the person who's, like, confused? I'll be confused. Okay. Alright, sir, truth or dare, you're up. Truth or dare, go. Dare. Oh, perfect. I'm so glad you said dare. (laughs) Alright, dude, I dare you to come over here. Hey, Jules, don't worry about this. I know you're sitting right next to her. Don't worry about this. I dare you to come over here and make out with Pat's wife, intern Whitney. No. You're not a pussy, are you? 
no, I'm I'm married and my wife's sitting right next to me. Doesn't and, matter. And <coughs> that's one of my best friend's wives, so it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna make out with her. Are you a prude? I'd... Are you a freezer pussy bitch prude? You're not gonna make out with fucking intern Whitney right, right here? You call me a freezer, and now we're gonna have to actually fight to the death. Okay, good. <laughs> Music slang, because you're gonna have to start making out. It would just be weird. It would just be like. No, you just. That's why I, I just played it straight. You'd just be like, what? No. I'm surprised that. Happening? If. Is that off the table for Dawson? Like, Dawson, that's that's how ridiculous the setup is, where it's like, Dawson, your girlfriend's sitting right there. So, like, is it off the table for you to just be like... No. No, I'm not gonna... Like, hey, don't don't make out with my girlfriend, best friend of mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or when... Um, it was also weird on the flip side, because when Joey is dared to make out with Dawson... Why is Jen just like, uh, no? At least at that point, she can't be like, no, because she just made out with Pacey. So she has, no, she has no ground to stand on. So at least at that point, it kind of makes sense. But the whole first part is like, literally, there's three people in this situation who would all say, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fuck no. We're, we're 15, but we're not even drunk. <laughs> that's the other hilarious thing is thinking about doing that truth or dare everyone making out with each other's girlfriends sober in a library wow you're sober as fuck oh my god so okay what this all leads to then is a basketball grudge match to the death that's... between dawson and pacey this was uh the most charged moment of the episode for these two podcasters sitting here in this podcast studio, we rewound yeah. the basketball scene at least four times. That's what I was going to say. All you need to know is we paused and rewound and paused again and scribbled furiously in our notebooks for at least 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We thought we were going to end the episode at 9 o'clock and it took to 9.15 because I was writing notes for 15 minutes on the basketball scene. Yep. So let's get into it. Um Let's play a clip of just to set the stage for how intense this one-on-one -on -one basketball showdown is. Because keep in mind, Dawson and, and Pacey are like in a fight right now. They're in a fight. Dawson already threw the basketball at him. That's why he's in detention. Oh, and both guys just made out with each other's girlfriends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so right. there's that too. So let's play a clip of Jen also building this uh, tension. Here it is. You want a rematch? I'll see you anytime, anywhere. But Dawson, why are you doing this? I'm not gonna let him get his rocks off at my expense. The guy has sex one time, he thinks he's Will Chamberlain. Oh, so that's what this is about? Sex? No. Hey, Dawson, what's up? Checking it out? Come on. Come on, Dawson, this is stupid. You don't have to do this. Dawson, you don't have to do this! Not a <laughs> basketball game. Not a one-on-one -on -one basketball game. Like, why don't you relax, Jen? Dawson, you don't have to do this not a basketball one-on-one -on -one grudge match so then they get into it oh do they let's first before we get into the skill level or lack of skill level of basketball talent happening on this basketball court mm -hmm. let's do an outfit breakdown all right who you want to start with pacey or dawson let's start with pacey because his was more egregious all right Pacey's rocking khaki shorts. Uh-huh. No shirt. 
shirtless. Uh, you can see his checked boxers coming up. Classic. Above the uh, the khaki shorts with no belt. That's classic. Loose fit pants, dude. Yep. So in back then. So he's got the, the bo- boxers showing, wearing boxers with his board shorts and <laughs> skater shoes. He's wearing skater shoes. They both are. They're both wearing skater shoes yeah. on the basketball court. Yeah. It was one of the, it bumped me so hard. Like watching skater shoes with just those little socks on that like ankle socks. They, they, they're the socks that just cover your ankles. They're not the no show socks that we have today. They show. Oh yeah. And they show bad with skater shoes right over the ankles. And I was just like, it's clear. If you've ever played basketball, you would have said to the director, no, I can't, I can't do this. Get me some goddamn Nikes. I cannot physically play basketball in skater shoes. So then Dawson's outfit, what's Dawson wearing? All right, so we've got Pacey in the khaki shorts, but we've got Dawson in the khaki pants. <laughs> he is wearing a shirt, but it's a very baggy t-shirt with his khaki pants and his skater shoes. And also, his little touch on top is he's still wearing his watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basketball so and a watch, classic. He's just rocking his... Uh, his Dawson haircut with a watch, some khaki pants, skater shoes, skater shoes, and a loose fitting t-shirt. It uh, it just reminded me of there was this kid in high school, Brandon D. I won't say his last name, but there's no way this would ever get to him. But fuck it, whatever. He always in basketball games for like intramural basketball in high school. Um, not on, not on like the high school basketball team on the, uh, was it CYO? Cause obviously he sucked at basketball. So he wasn't like playing on the high school team in his CYO like games. He would wear either cargo khaki shorts or full on jean pants. And it just reminded Dawson playing basketball reminded me of Brandon D dead serious playing basketball in high school. And it's sad. And the, the cargo pockets, I mean, you might need those. but the old school just like blue jean blue jeans it's like almost another level there so let's just talk about their basketball skill level they're both real bad yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say boy josh was a much more convincing hockey player yeah god he was really good at hockey dude maybe because they got him young maybe he actually is a hockey player in skate i don't know maybe if they got him if they got him on Dawson's Creek when he was, like, seven, like they did on, you know, Mighty Ducks, they could, like, teach him up on, like, how to shoot a jump shot and dribble a basketball a little better, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> but it's... I was thinking, I wrote this down, Dawson has to make the same sound shooting a jump shot as Chad Michael Murray did when kicking down the rapist dorm dorm room college door. Uh Yes. Ah! Every time Dawson shoots a basketball, it sounds like this sound is coming out of his mouth. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I would love guy, to see, he had I no follow-through on now, his jumper. Now all I want to see is a tennis match between Chad Michael Murray and JVDB. Oh my god, CMM yeah. and JVDB on a tennis court just grunting back and forth. You know it's going to... points wouldn't last very long, though. You know what it's going to remind me of? A lot of double faults, I think. It's going to remind me exactly of this clip from Friends from College. Did you ever seen that show? Yeah. Here it is. She read your book. She loved it. And she agreed to to meet with you. 
Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. She's launching a, a new YA imprint. What? She's looking for new uh, YA voices to launch, you know? That sounds awesome, dude. Can't get better exposure than that. Thanks for looking that up. What? I think it's a slam dunk. Keep it down. You don't have to grunt every time you hit the ball. No, no, we do, we do. It's really good for my control. Honestly, I don't even hear myself. I'm just so kind of. Really? It sounds like you're taking a shit. I've been here 10 minutes. You've taken 3,000 shits. Nah, that's not what it sounds like when I poop. Quit shitting on my court. Look at the control. I got this. Seriously, you two. And they're just. That sound coming out of their mouths is exactly what I assumed. They probably, they probably had to edit that out in post-production. Dawson making that grunt or sound every time he shot a basketball. For sure. Dude, also, I was confused on the game. Like, didn't have to take it back to the three-point line. Like, it was unclear. <laughs> how, what is, usually in a one-on-one -on -one game, when the other it, person misses, you have to take it and take it back to the three-point line. You can't just, like, shoot a layup when someone misses... It definitely seemed like both the writers, director, and actors in this involved in this scene had all kind of just like vaguely watched people play pickup before. <laughs> yeah. But had never even closely watched, let alone played themselves. It it looked like they'd never played. And and you can also tell that they were probably like, wow. Even as guys who have never played basketball, we can tell this is bad. So the way that they edited it, it was like all close, close in shots, like never wide angles. And I want to know how maybe maybe you've done this research already, but how tall those two actors are, because there were multiple shots of of like layups going up where the layup had left their hand was going up to the and going up to the backboard. And the actor wasn't in the shot at all. <laughs> so there's just like a gap of like four feet from the top of their hand to the hoop. And either they're 5'2", or they don't know how to jump, or both. No, I actually said two things. One, they it's a classic editing style where like it looks so disgusting with people who don't know how to play basketball when the ball's coming out that you just quickly, whenever it they're, they go like they're shooting a layup or whatever, and then they quickly just zoom in on the ball going in the actual hoop. Right, but in this case, they had an extra like three feet below the hoop that still had <laughs> nobody in it. On no, I, I feel good about, the second point is I feel good about their heights, dude. Like usually on these shows, I'm feeling not good about their heights. Yeah, but they, they seem like normal, normal height guys. I just looked it up. Uh, I, I knew I felt good about it because I knew Katie Holmes was 5'9". She, she's deceivingly tall. I have that written down. She, she is definitely deceptively tall. She is. And I just looked up because all the guys are taller than her by a decent amount. It, it's not like they're barely taller. So JVDB is six foot and Pacey is 6'2". So I feel oh. pretty good about their heights. Oh. I feel like I would have guessed the opposite. I guess it's the hair. I think that... Dawson has about three inches of hair. It makes him look taller. Yeah, maybe. But, so, I mean, I like that out of my leading guys. I know I'm always tough on the heights because I'm always just, like, I'm always wanting more. Like, I'm, I wanted Jason Street to not be 5'11". I really wanted him to be, like, 6'3", is, like, the star quarterback. Stuff like that. Like, Ryan Atwood is, like, the badass. I don't love that, like, 
when I meet him in person, he feels small to me and he's shorter than me. Yeah, you want you like we always, it always comes back to we we want all of our our badasses to be Taylor Kitsch basically. Yeah, like God, when I met Ryan Atwood, like I was really just like hoping he was like looking down on me, you know? Not at all though. No, damn it. Um, I any other points on the basketball game? Because I I have a couple things well, on from when it was over. <laughs> I uh, this is what I wrote down for my description of Dawson's shot, his form. Yeah. Oh that God. His feet were both facing sideways, <laughs> like perpendicular to the hoop. <laughs> And he launched it two-handed from his shoulder. It's like, if are we I, sure it came from his shoulder? It might have come from low. It, was, it came yeah. from below. I just mean like, and from like way to the side, like yeah, way to the side of his body. It legitimately was like if we were messing around like in the driveway or something, trying to come up with the funniest looking shot. That's the kind of shit we would have thrown up. Either Dawson has a fucked up uh, rotator cuff or a broken arm, or he just has never shot a basketball in his entire life. So, I wrote down two things for when it's all said and done. One, thank God they're 15. Because I was thinking about this. After that game ended, they all, like, just all sweaty and stuff had to just put their clothes back on and just go back to, like, detention mm. and, like, hanging out with girls and stuff. Oh, yeah. And you're getting... We, we both skipped past the fact that the game just literally devolved into them wrestling on the ground. Yeah, pretty homoerotically yeah, a lot of a, a lot of just like touching each other yeah again are we sure dawson's into chicks no not sure a very unclear after that basketball game especially yeah if he is just not secretly madly in love with pacey or at least wants to give him like a hand job oh he would love that yeah um so good thing that they're 15 though because at 15, you can get all sweaty, not smell at all, and then just go back to living your life, and no one knows you were just all sweaty. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of deodorant just kind of goes a long way at 15. Yeah, and then the the second thing I wrote was I learned a very big lesson, and that lesson for me is you get trapped with your friends or strangers, anyone. You get trapped for eight straight hours, one, shit's going to get weird. You're going to get into some impromptu wrestle slash weird basketball games with your friends. And then two, shit's going to come out. Truths are going to be spilled. That was my biggest lesson learned. Especially if you've got a wild card there to stir the drink. Yeah, if you got a wild card in that fondue pot of teen, that teen fondue pot just spinning fucking game on secrets do come out and so as we transition into the end of this episode when the secrets do come out let's play a clip of what joey finally cops to to dawson here it is you know when did everyone become so obsessed with sex and now you too dawson if you're worried that everyone's more experienced than you you can just rest easy you still have one friend who'll probably go to a grave a virgin joey it's just a matter of time before what before my brain short circuits and I start bedding down with every guy with a fast car and big biceps? Before you find the right person. I have. Joey? I'm sorry, Dawson. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I have all these feelings, these weird feelings. And I don't know how to say it, and I can't say it. Maybe. 
We've known each other for so long, and you know everything about me. Everything, and I can't even say this. I can't. And I just feel really lonely. Literally, the only thing she could possibly be talking about when, when she's saying, like, I can't say it, it'll change everything, is that she likes him. But she never actually says it, and he's too stupid to know what she was talking about. I thought it was so, so blatantly obvious right. that I guess added I mean, to the list of Dawson yeah. just being a everyone, fucking idiot. Everyone knows in the world besides Dawson. She says, I finally have found the person I'm meant to be with or whatever. And looks directly at him and he still doesn't get it. It makes no sense. I even, mean, even a 15 year old gets that one. And then, okay, now I have to play a clip of Dawson's response. Because here's Dawson's response to Joey finally admitting this. Maybe if you just say these things, then, you know, they'll be out in the open. Your feelings won't be as strong anymore. You know? I want you to be free. What? What? Dawson sucks, dude. Like, what kind of advice is that? Sometimes Joey, Joey, Joey... Joey, sometimes when you just like say stuff, it just like goes away. So like all those pent up feelings that I'm going to ignore that you just made it very clear for me. Now that they're out in the open, good news for you, Joey, is it just goes away. That's 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 15 year old advice. Oh, my God. Dawson fucking sucks. I hate him, dude. I we're we're going to do four parts on this Dawson's Creep podcast, but I am like genuinely concerned that i am not going to give the mcitw to him every single one of the four oh jules is here jules is here to moonlight in holy shit we're gonna have two lady takes on this fucking podcast four glasses of wine i'm just kidding i don't know anything about Awesome. Oh, that reminds me that she almost just got that wrong. That I meant to say at the top of the show that I was really excited to be watching uh, Luke's dad's favorite show, Dawson's Crack. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Jules, while yes. you're here, you don't have. Do you have any thoughts on the guys on this show? No, I literally know nothing about it. You don't know Joshua Jackson or Pace or uh, Dawson, James Anderbeek. Given her the actors' names, it's not gonna. Okay. I know about like five celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're Saturday. actually we're actually at the end, so you can just sit in and listen to Zerb's take on because he's about to get his MVP. Well, before we get the MVP, <laughs> the last thing I had in there, well, because we well we kind of blew over, we we referenced it before, but finally Pacey has to come clean about what he did to get in detention at the end of the episode. Yeah, right. And it's because uh, he comes clean on that because Dawson like spills his heart out about how emasculated he feels about being called Oompa Loompa by his friend who's a big sex stud because he had sex with, he's had sex once. And so they're, they're going back and forth about it. And Dawson literally says to him, you do anything for sex. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and I heard a, like, Somehow they're 15 years old and Dawson is like just shocked and disgusted that his best friend had sex and thought it was cool. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to be pretty pumped about losing his virginity, Dawson. I did. Get I, off his back. I love the way it was played, though, because it was like Pacey had sex once with one girl. And if you're 15, you're now treated like you are 
the king of the castle. Yeah, that's you are the fucking man. You had sex once. You're an expert. You know everything about it. And they definitely treated Pacey like that, and I loved it. Yeah, that goes in the realistic basket. Yeah. I'm just saying, the unrealistic basket is uh, Dawson being, like, thinking it's weird that Pacey thought it was cool. I don't think Dawson's into girls. It's the only explanation, dude. I I have no other explanation for the fact on why he's so weird about sex and why he doesn't want to have sex with any of these girls who are all so attractive. He claims to want to have sex with Jen. He claims. Barely. Okay, who's your MVP? Well, I would give it to Dawson's hair if I could give it to just his hair. I think the guidelines on this one are who, who I feel like it is overall, and it's Katie Holmes. Oh right? my God, love that, love it, I'm obsessed with her. It's Jules. Be. What are your thoughts on Katie Holmes? You know her. She's beautiful. Oh my God, she's so attractive. You don't know her? No, I do. I do. She's beautiful. She got with Tom Cruise. Yeah. What are your thoughts on her? <laughs> She's beautiful. <laughs> Jules is drunk. Jules is so drunk. So, Katie Holmes, why is she get? Is it because she poor? Is she made a glaringly obvious statement and poured her heart out at the end of this? And Dawson she, still didn't get it? She's just clearly the pivot of the show. She's yeah. just like, the other characters, I mean, in a teen drama, you're going to you're gonna buy in on the on it as it builds throughout. But just right away, you're like... Clearly, whatever love triangle or thing that's going on around her is what's going to kind of move this show. You can just tell. Yeah, I agree. I think she's the engine that's going to drive everything. I think whoever, whatever guy she's into between Pacey and Dawson is going to be the main what's driving. And I would, same vein is who, whichever, right now, obviously, definitely seems like it would be Pacey. But whichever guy I like, I'd be rooting for him to end up with Joey. Yeah, I don't know how this show ends, but I am really hoping that it's Pacey and Joey together. Yeah. I don't point, want yeah. Dawson with fucking Joey. I do not want that. He doesn't need Joey, too. He doesn't need it. All right, good stuff out of you tonight. Great stuff. We're going to play your outro music right now, and we're going to tell the kids. Kids, you sleep tight. Have a really good night's sleep. Kids and Zerf. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Do less, kids. Do way less. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.